Welcome to the Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. All right. Welcome back to the Kelly Roach Show. I have a major treat for you all today. One of my prized clients for the past few years who is an absolute expert in the world of PR and visibility as well as media. And I'm so excited to have a really dynamic conversation today that I think is going to make a really big difference for all of you. So thanks for being here. And Lorraine Schuhart is in the house today. Hey, Lorraine. Hey, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you here. So let's first just kind of break it down for people in terms of the world that you live and play in with your business and how you help people. And then what I want to do is I really want to dig into these four buckets that you really talk about uh, in the in the realm of media, because I don't think there's a great understanding of this in the market, which is why I'm so excited to have this conversation today. But Tell everybody a little bit about yourself, Lorraine. Absolutely. So um, my entire career, I have focused on public relations. So I'm a a strategic public relations consultant for purpose-driven brands. So most of my clients are trying to make some kind of social or environmental impact in the world, or it's a thread that they're pulling through their business that maybe they're just not talking about. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And when you look at how these principles that you teach and that you help people with on a large scale, how they carry over into the world of entrepreneurship, where do you feel like maybe we're missing the mark a little bit, Lorraine? I feel like PR is um, so misunderstood in the general population. And that really holds entrepreneurs back. Because Mm -hmm. if you're doing any kind of marketing, you're doing PR. Mm -hmm. And when I say that to people, they're, they're kind of shocked. But public relations is defined as the development of mutually beneficial relationships Mm -hmm. between a brand and its stakeholders. Mm -hmm. So we're all trying to have mutually beneficial relationships, right? And we're just doing them in a variety of different ways from email to social. Um, but when people hear OPR, oh, you're a publicist, that's only a small portion of what I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that the vast majority of entrepreneurs are sending emails to their list each week. They're posting on social media. Um, you know, they're doing those basic essential things, but they're really missing out on a lot of the power and the punch that comes with effective PR. So let's talk a little bit about the four buckets that you teach about as it relates to PR and how everyone that's listening to the show can kind of Uh, really think more strategically about their 2023 strategy. I love that. Thank you. Well, first of all, I want to give credit to Jeannie Dietrich, who is the person that finally said enough with people not understanding what we do in PR. And she actually put a visual model together of it. And um, so I will tell anyone listening, you can Google the PESO model, P-E-S-O, to learn a little bit more. And the beauty of this is we were all doing this for, you know, probably since the beginning of some of these channels, but Ginny just kind of took it 
and, you know, put it into a model that we can easily reference. So the four buckets are paid, which is any kind of paid advertising, anything. Earned, which is what most people think of as PR. So it's earned media coverage. Shared, which is could be an email that is forwarded. Social media is normally what we think of, but there's a lot of other things that go into that. And then owned, which is often overlooked. So we own media. We don't own social media, which I hope by now all entrepreneurs know Facebook could go away tomorrow. Any of the platforms could. So what do you own? You own your brand. You own your website. You own your reputation. So how are you going to share your owned content? Is it videos that you have backed up? Is it blogs? Like there's probably 20 categories within each of these four essential buckets. But I think the most important thing is looking at how you interweave them. Because not not everybody is using all four buckets simultaneously. There may be, you know, a quarter where you say, I'm going to try doing this without ads and I'm going to lean heavily on my referral partners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about this inner inner weaving that you just mentioned, because I do think that for a lot of entrepreneurs, there's confusion around creating content versus PR, right? And a lot of times creating content serves the purpose of nurturing the people that already know you, right? Whereas for a lot of entrepreneurs, their number one challenge is they need to get more visible. When you think of a brand, Lorraine, that's actually interweaving these kind of four components effectively, let's talk a little bit about what that might look like. Yeah, absolutely. So you do this really well. Um, And, you know, I think that anyone that's looking at Kelly's marketing right now and looking at all the places she's showing up. You know, we can not everyone can do that much because not everyone has big teams, but everyone can do something. So what that Mm -hmm. might look like, you know, we talk about borrowing other people's audiences. That's that's part of PR. Right. And so what we want to be doing is looking at what podcasts can we be interviewed on? It's not always about national media. That's great. We you know, we've seen a lot of clients get national media that did nothing for their business. So what I really want to stress is it's figuring out what the right channels and outlets are for your brand. Now, Mm -hmm. any PR is good PR if you have the time to do a lot of PR, but you could write a guest column for a publication. You could Mm -hmm. be a guest on someone else's show, like I'm on your show today. You know, you can pitch media outlets that might be digital news outlets. They might be influencers who are going to bring you onto their social platforms. They could be someone else's Facebook group, even if you don't have a Facebook group of your own. I've gone into other people's Facebook groups to talk about getting publicity, which they all thought was all PR was. So there's so many different ways that you can look at that And you can map it out so you're considering all the different media forms. Some people start local. You know, if you're a local business person getting, and Kelly, I think you may have started this way, if I'm not incorrect, but getting some local media coverage about a a local person who's doing really well in their industry or even how they're different. So a lot of people think, well, I'm not far along enough or established enough for PR. If you're doing something really interesting or really different, 
you can get publicity for that. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I think that you mentioned earlier, like you may not be able to do everything that you see a brand like mine doing. But one of the biggest things that I see is that most entrepreneurs are not going on other people's podcasts each week. Mm -hmm. And if I look back on my journey and one of the most important steps in building the brand that I have today, it's been the consistency of doing guest appearances on other people's shows, which I started long before I had the team that I have today. Even when I just had you know, a VA and some interns, I was going on podcasts because I knew how important it was for people to discover me each day. So I think as you're all listening to this, you know, if you're not every week uh, making appearances in front of other people's audiences, you're really missing one of the most powerful mechanisms that you have to build your brand and to grow your business. I couldn't agree more. I think podcasts are easy and you can start with, I mean, you don't have to start by trying to get on one of the top five podcasts in your industry. You and you probably shouldn't. You want to get used to having conversations with people in an interview type situation so that as you get more comfortable, you can start approaching podcasts with more and more reach. If you're looking for a mentor and a specialized coaching team that has spent the last six years developing optimal conditions inside a group container that allows individuals to consistently achieve six and seven figure success, look no further and say yes to yourself by joining the Empire Builders program. My name is Kelly Roach and I have helped dozens of entrepreneurs over the last year alone to cross through the seven and eight figure mark. If you are ready to create a massive income breakthrough in your business, you know that you need to be working with a mentor and a coaching team that is going to support you, hold you accountable, instruct you, and guide you through this process of stepping into the leader you know you're destined to be. When you're ready to build your empire, it's time to become an empire builder. There are four buckets of of media, let's call it, to build a stronger strategy for going to market in this new year coming up here? Yes, good question. So I would say first and foremost, be really sure that your brand is buttoned up, that you can articulate what you do clearly, that you can articulate how you are different what is, you know, what is distinguishable about you? Um, you know, you might be a, a pet sitter who only pet sits for a certain breed of dog. Um, you know, that would be unique. It sounds so silly, but people are so interested in those stories. You want to know, well, yeah. why did you pick that breed? And, you know, what's the story behind that? So really understand what makes you different, be able to articulate that. And then I would say when you're approaching the media, and that includes podcasts, print, anything, have, you know, like five key messages that you're working off of, and then keep track of what is trending in the news. And this can be your local paper. It can be, you know, podcasts on your chosen subject. See what seems to be getting a lot of airplay and then think about how you can provide a different perspective on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. I love it. I love it. I think having a couple dialed in messages that you're going to speak to and also making sure that when you're approaching any kind of outlet that you're presenting topics that they feel are going to be beneficial to them and their audience. I think a lot of people, um, you know, they have what they have that they want to talk about, but they don't necessarily 
make the match between what they want to talk about and how this will be meaningful for the, you know, audience that they're trying to get in front of. And how does this actually support the host? How does this help the host to provide more value to their audience and make their, you know, platform even more sticky for the people that know, like, and trust them, right? Absolutely. And that really comes down in your pitch as well. So um, someone asked me about pitching podcasts and I said, don't pitch a podcast, don't pitch any media outlet unless you're familiar with it. Mm -hmm. If you have not listened to three episodes, if you don't feel compelled to write a review, then why would you want to be interviewed on that podcast? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if it's just about you, people will sense that. And so I always say, you know, do your homework, but approach media that you also like and enjoy because that comes across in when you're pitching them. Right. And I think that's really important as well. For sure. What do you think are some of the characteristics of the brands that you see that have the most effective approach to this? Like, are there any brands that you use as like case studies when you're working with clients to give like examples or is there anyone that comes to mind that you would say like, you know, for our audience, like, hey, go check out this brand. They're doing this really well. Um, that's interesting because mostly I work with companies versus individuals. Yeah. So um, I would say and we work with with people who are in um, change management. Well, one I would say that is just getting started is Activote. And so they are a um, non-political app that helps you log in, find out where to vote, um, you know, what the issues are on your ballot. And then you can take little surveys to see how what you believe matches up with candidates and issues. I think that's a really good one. We've worked with 1% for the planet. They do a really good job at communicating how your support invests And, you know, say you care about water, which I know you do, Kelly, Um, you can say, I want to invest $500 with 1% of the planet and have a say in where your contributions go. Mm -hmm. I think they do a really good job. I'm sure I'm going to think of 10 right when I come off today. Um, But those are some that I think do really, really well. Um, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of a person right now, other than you that does this really well. I think, gosh, I bet you would know better than I do at this point. It's okay. It's okay. I was just wondering if there were any, you know, any specific ones that really came to mind. So let's talk about mistakes to avoid and kind of some of the don'ts that you feel, you know, people should keep in mind when they're deciding they're going to amp up their, their PR strategy, right? So what, what do you feel like are the kind of the, the do's and the don'ts that people should really be thinking about here? I think that, first of all, you should definitely do your research. I think that you should also look at what might move the needle for you. And you can reverse engineer this. So you might say, okay, I want to be the Mel Robbins. Okay, Mel Robbins does social really well. See, here I go. Okay, I want to be the Mel Robbins of my industry. And so you you will look and you can go and you can search on, you know, um, there's all kinds of free tools for podcasts like um, or your podcast provider that you're using. You can go Mm -hmm. see what podcast has Mel Robbins been on. You know, Mm -hmm. what does she talk about? What does she do? And kind of reverse engineer that to some extent. What you don't want to do is get caught up in your bubble. 
So all of us are, let's just say, famous within our own bubble, right? We have mm-hmm. the clientele we work with. We have people who know of know us. Some of us are national brands. Most of us are not. But a lot of times people are really caught up and everyone tells, you know, tells me that what I do is so wonderful. And then I have clients say to me when I try to say, you know, yes, but we have to make this work for the audience that we're going after. They'll say, well, just tell my story. Mm-hmm. And they are so caught up in their com- their story being compelling. And right. as, as a former right. journalist, I love people's stories. It's what really gets me going. I love to hear yeah. people's stories. But not every personal story is newsworthy. And yeah. so getting people to trust a thought partner, their PR person, or even step out of themselves and say, I thought that nothing about me was super interesting how would I start to approach this, you know? Mm-hmm. And and just kind mm-hmm. of like, you've got to take the self out of it. And most yeah. of us are the other way. We we are too humble, but just really being neutral about what is this audience need that I can give and coming yeah. from a servant's heart is yeah. going to work so much better. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Do you have any uh, favorite client stories of maybe a brand that you feel like was, Kind of, you know, when they when you started working with them, they didn't really have much going on, you know, from a, a an effective strategy standpoint, and and maybe you were able to see them really like blossom and grow as a company once they began to understand like this world and the the opportunity that comes with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, we work with um, an investment banking company. We've worked with them for a long time, and they do mergers and acquisitions around culture fit, mm-hmm. which is so great. And there's all kinds of studies that show that this makes a difference, that you don't acquire a company that has a completely different culture than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also, um, and I, you know, I've taken them through a lot and we've done a lot with their owned media, but we've also done a lot um, with video and getting them out in the world and getting mm-hmm. interviewed. And um, they still are, you know, they're not loving doing it, but they're really seeing the results of that. We've done the same thing. We worked with a nonprofit that helped um, provide services and programs for people with disabilities. And um, they acquired another agency and were merging. And we did a lot of work around getting on point and getting on message and really building publicity from there, which they took and are running for. And then I will say a year ago, we worked with a company um, that provides peer-to-peer mental health services. Mm -hmm. And we worked with them for a year, did all their communications framework, and then help them hire and bring in someone to take it over. They now have contracts with national insurance agencies. Um, you know, they they position themselves. So we help them get that brand right, do the publicity, reach out to partnerships. That's all part of PR. And they've just made huge leaps. Um, and it's so great to see them shine. Like, I love watching and seeing what they're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. It's also interconnected, right? So like that's what's so interesting about what you just said. Yeah, I don't think that people recognize how interconnected the entire thing is when you want to get a brand deal, 
you know, that brand that you want to get a deal with is obviously going to look at your PR, your media, your website, your social, your everything to make an evaluation. And it's so interesting how, you know, people see these things as being silos and being disconnected when in reality, it's, it's, it's a thread that pulls all the way through kind of like what you said at the beginning of the show today. And I love that. It's such a good reminder for the end of the year to just do a little bit of cleanup. Um, I say to my team all the time, you know, I think it's very easy to get in your own operating reality versus yeah. being in the operating reality of someone that doesn't know you. And I think that's the question we always have to ask ourselves is like, what is the message that we're sending to the world for people that this is the very first time they're interacting with our brand? Because there does become a subculture of people that know you. There's language that we use. There's technology that we use. There's even images and names of things and short, you know, jargon and, you know, all these things. And, and that's amazing culturally for the people that are in your inner circle. But then you have to remember to translate it when you're that's talking so about things true. that go to the public, right? Yes, you're, that's so true. We call that alphabet soup or, you know, yeah. just like this insider language, which does yes. create that culture. Yeah. I mean, um, we worked, we've, we've worked with some individuals on, um, building their personal brands for various reasons. One client I worked with, um, had come out of a, a not a great situation. She'd actually been kidnapped and, um, we worked together on her second book, you know, working with her publisher and, um, really doing media training to get her comfortable to go on her media tour. Um, but really this was about creating her life. Um, you know, in her case, her story was her life. Other individuals that I've worked with, you know, behind the scenes of their businesses, they want, they realize that to really have a successful business. And I realized this myself, like running a PR agency, because I like being behind the scenes. Most PR people are introverts. You've got to step into that spotlight yourself. You've got to say, this is my company. Or people are like, who's the wizard behind the curtain? Yes. Do I want to work with this company, yes. right? Yes, yes, for sure. No, that's so, so good. That's so good. Well, I love the tips that you shared here today, Lorene. And I'm sure there's people that would love to learn more about you and how you help people, the communication strategy, the brand building, um, and the overall PR strategy. So where's the best place for people to connect with you, to learn more about yeah. what you do, get to know you a little better? Yeah, thanks, Kelly. Um, my agency is called Prosper for Purpose. So do well so you can do more good. That's what we're trying to help people do. So it's Prosper for awesome. Purpose.com. And I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram and all the places. So um, feel free to connect with me there. I love it. I love it. And the name is so beautiful. I love the name of your company so much. Um, this was a great dialogue. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm hoping it planted some seeds with everybody listening as we lay out our strategy for 2023 to really be thinking about all of those buckets of PR and visibility, communications, being in the operating reality of your customer, all of those good things. Um, it was great having you here, Lorraine. Thank you so oh, much thanks, for coming Kelly. on the show. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.